Well, we'll open our Bibles to John chapter 1, the Gospel of John. The title of the sermon is Light Shines in Darkness. Someone once said that stars cannot shine without darkness. Did you ever think about that? You know, if you were to go outside today and look up into the sky, there are actually thousands and thousands of stars in the sky, but you can't see them. Why? Because the sun is shining. <laughs> it's too bright to see them. It's only when darkness comes that the stars, the light from the stars stands out brightly. Do you ever think about that? The theme of darkness and light is found throughout the Bible and it has profound significance for our lives as Christians today. Now, I won't turn there, but back in Genesis chapter 1, the very beginning, when God creates the heavens and the earth and, and focuses on the earth then in his creation, the first thing that God creates on earth was what? Light. Thank you. Light. It represented his life and his identity as the author of creation. So from the very beginning of the Bible, light is representative of God. We look here in John chapter 1. John tells the story in chapter 1 of the incarnation and how Jesus, the Son of God, the Word, who before anything was created, existed there with the Father and the Holy Spirit. But notice when it talks about him becoming flesh, he tells the story here. It says in John 1 verse 4, in him was life, talking about Jesus, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. So when John describes the incarnation, he was echoing the story from the creation. The first thing that God created was light to represent him. When Jesus was incarnated and he, God became flesh, it was a very similar thing because Jesus came as light into a darkened world. The life of Jesus serves as a light to all people. Jesus came to bring the light of God's life into a spiritually dark and dying world. Light is all about salvation and eternal life with God. So whenever you read in the Bible the symbol of light, understand that it's in most cases representing God. Darkness, on the other hand, is the absence of light. The lack of God in one's life. It represents the power of evil, sin, and unbelief in this world, all of which leads to death. So light and darkness. Light versus darkness, if you will. Let's turn a couple of pages to John chapter 8 and verse 12. Jesus drives this point home about the symbol of light when he says... When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So Jesus brought that light or the life of God to this earth. 
And whoever follows Jesus now walks in the light. Whereas we used to walk in darkness, in sin, in uh, the absence of God, in evil, unbelief, and so on, leading to death, by following the light of Jesus Christ, we now are blessed to have not only life in him today, but eternal life in him. So Jesus is the light of the world. How do we fit into all of this? What is our position as Christians today, as followers of Jesus Christ, as disciples of Jesus Christ? Well, since Jesus is no longer physically present on this earth, we have become the light of the world in his absence because he dwells in us. We are now the substitute, keepers of the light, if you will. We represent Jesus Christ, and we are now the light of the world, the Bible teaches us. So this has profound significance for how we live our lives today, representing Jesus Christ. We're just not Lone Ranger Christians doing our own thing. We are representing Jesus in everything that we do. I want to turn now to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. You know, it's maybe something that we never think about on a daily basis, but it is true every day of our lives that we are the light of the world today because Jesus dwells in us. In his absence, we have kind of taken his place in that regard. It's not that light emanates from us, it's Jesus Christ dwelling in us that emanates from us. So we don't get any credit for this, Jesus gets all the credit. It says in Ephesians 5, beginning in verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, the society around us, in other words, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it said, wake up, O sleeper, speaking to us today, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. He goes on to say this, verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So we have light from the Lord, so we're to live as people of light. Living as people of light involves a life of faith, a life of trust and reliance on God, just as Jesus has faith, trust, and reliance on his Father. We are to live this way in spite of the trials, troubles, and pain we may feel on a daily basis. So God understands that living as light is not always going to be just super enjoyable. Sometimes we have to live, represent the light of God 
even though we're going through difficult times in our life. So this is the first thing I want you to consider. Letting the light of God shine in your life is a matter of living a life of faith in God, despite what's going on in your life, trust in God, and reliance on God. I want to read a little letter here. This is from one of our church members, a woman who lives in California. And she wrote this letter, and I'd like to read it. And it's an example of letting the light of God shine through you in spite of difficult times in your life. She uh, entitles this letter as, It's Going to Be Okay. It says, It's difficult to stay focused when the things around you begin to fall apart. We have most likely all had those times when one thing after another begins to crash. And though they may be small things, it still builds on you until your arms give out and you can no longer hold the load. When is that breaking point, the straw that breaks the camel's back? It is different for all of us. Some like to say that trouble comes in threes. Right now, three would be good. The vacuum died, the riding mower said it had had enough, then the oven went out all in a very short period of time. Three, I can handle this, she says. Then my daughter noticed the willow tree right in front of our bay window had split down the middle and it was getting ready to take out our roof and fence. Okay, okay, I got this one too. It took a lot of calling and waiting for the tree services to call back. When I said it was kind of an emergency, I'm not sure they believed me, you know, just an overexcited old woman. When I did get someone to come out and look at it, they rushed to get their crew and returned and took down the branches until it was no longer dangerous. They just came out today and took down the rest of that tree. It was a great relief. I was in shock when I saw how rotten it was. God's angels must have been holding it together and we are talking about a massive tree, maybe 100 years old. Okay, I got this one too. I know and trust that God has been and will be with me in all this. When I started out for my yearly doctor visit at the heart clinic, I decided that I would make this an all about me day and take the time to unwind what all these things spun me up tight about. Immediately, I noticed the smell. I won't go into details, but even driving with the windows down did not help. So as soon as I could, I went into the dealership to have my car looked at. The quick look turned into four hours of getting the mice out of my car, the hazards of living out in the country. Before the car fiasco, we, my daughter and I, had spotted a fire, they live in California, on the way home from town. We sat outside in the heat watching as it grew. Planes and helicopters were constantly bringing in water and retardant. It was a very stressful night as smoke filled the air and knowing that many lives and homes were in danger. We were only six miles from that fire and with the winds we had, it could have gone in any direction. That day at the dealership, things shifted from all about me to all about those in need. I met and talked to a woman there who had been evacuated from the fire and did not know if her home still stood. We talked and laughed for over an hour, and I tried to tell her everything would be okay. And that, no matter what happened, God had her. 
her family and animals in his hands. I, I read Psalm 37, verse 24. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Things happen in this world, and we are all going to have those times when everything goes the wrong way. God never said he would take all of our problems away, but he did say he would walk through this life with us, holding us up in his hands. No, God did not remove the mice from my car, but he gave me the ability to deal with it, knowing that he was right there with me, holding my hand. I don't know if that woman's house still stands. She said she passed two homes that were on fire as she left, but she knows no matter what happens, God has her in his hands and everything will be all right. So letting your light shine means living a life of faith, trust, and reliance on God. And sometimes we let that light shine when we're going through difficult times ourselves. Just as this woman was recounting all of the different negative issues she was going through, but still she took time waiting at the car dealership for her car to get fixed to encourage a woman who was sitting there who had maybe lost hope or was really worried or probably in tears about whether her house had burned down or not. Now, I don't know about you, but I tend to be the kind of person when I'm overcome with my own trials, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about other people, and I should, but it's just battling that human nature. You know, when I go someplace and, and I've got all my cares and worries of the day in my mind, I don't necessarily want to be talking to other people about their problems. I'm dwelling on my own problems. And that's something that I need to grow from. And I think probably we all need to do that. You know, I, I feel bad about this whole episode that we all went through of, you know, wearing the masks and the pandemic and that whole thing. I don't know how you felt, but when I was going around town doing shopping or going to Walmart or whatever with that stupid mask on, which I hated, now I knew it was necessary and we all want to do the right thing, okay, so I wore it, but when I was wearing that mask, people that I would normally smile at and try to be nice and pleasant to, they couldn't tell if I was smiling or not. So I got to the point where I figured, what's the use? Why even bother smiling? I'm behind this stupid mask and nobody can see my uh, expression. And even if I said something to them, chances are they wouldn't be able to understand me anyway. I don't know about you, but how many times people were speaking to me through masks and I had to say, excuse me? What was that? <laughs> you know, make them repeat it about three times before I can understand them. But you see, stars only shine when there's darkness. You can only see the stars and the brilliance of the stars in the sky when it's nighttime. So we live in a darkened society, okay? A society filled with sin, a society with a lot of people who are cut off from God for whatever reason. And that is the time when God wants us to shine. We need to put aside the cares and the worries that we all face in our lives. We all have issues that we're dealing with, whether it's physical health problems, whether it's financial problems, family problems, whatever the case is. That is the time when we need to put forth the effort 
to be aware of others around us and to be an example of faith, reliance on God, and trust in God. And that's what this woman did. She encouraged this woman by saying, you know, it's going to be okay. God's in control of this. No matter what happens, he's taking care of you. You know, when my wife got the phone call yesterday about her family get-together, she has some members of her family who are Christians. She has some members of her family who are not Christians. I said, I want you to go. I want you to go to this family get-together because I know your light is going to shine. Your light is going to shine. And how it's going to shine, you know, my wife is a pleasant person. You know, she's a friendly person. And I know that uh, her family has not really had contact with her since we went through our family tragedy with our son last December. And I know a lot of them are going to be asking her about that. And you know what? Mary's going to be able to stand strong with God's help and explain, you know, what happened and how we trust God. And we know we're going to see Steve again. And, and she's going to be an example of faith trust and reliance on God. That's why I wanted her to go. She needed to do that. But we all need to learn the lesson that we are shining the light of Jesus Christ in our lives, good days and bad days. No matter how we feel, we are the representatives of Jesus Christ to this darkened world. And is our light shining? As I said, the first way it, it shines, and, and I'm not saying we preach at people, and tell them that they need to have more faith. No, we just demonstrate our faith. We tell them what we know about God when the opportunity arises. And they're going to see that trust and faith and reliance in God. Turn with me to uh, 1 John 2, verse 8. Here's another way that our light shines. 1 John, the general epistle of John, toward the back of your Bible. 1 John 2, beginning in verse 8. He says this, yet I am writing you a new command. Its truth is seen in him and you because the darkness is passing. The true light is already shining in us, Jesus in us. Anyone who claims to be the in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him. Another way that the light shines in us is when we love others. We truly love others. We're concerned with others. We take the time for others. Uh, we're trying to encourage others. We get our minds off of ourselves as much as possible and on other people. So the light of God shines in us when we demonstrate love for others, whether it's family members, of course it starts at home, but then it extends out to the people we work with, certainly the people we know here at church. Loving others is a sign of the light of Jesus Christ that's in you, radiating out of you, okay? And if you're not loving others, and if you've got issues with other people that you don't seek to solve or forgive, you're still in the darkness, John says. So we have come out of the darkness, this darkened world, into the light, so let's live like it. We 
demonstrated by truly loving others. We love God and we love our, our fellow men. We love our uh, mate, we love our children, we love relatives. Turn with me to Matthew 5 and verse 14. There's no getting away from it. You are a representative of the light of Jesus Christ to this world. <clears throat> Remember the story that Jesus taught here in Matthew 5, <clears throat> verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. How much plainer can it be? You are the light of the world. Jesus has departed. We have taken his place. It's not our light. It's his light shining through us. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So here's another way that the light of Jesus Christ shines in our lives, by good deeds. Service to others. Service here at church. But service that reaches out beyond church. We, from time to time, do try to do things for the community. Our friends here at uh, Christian Life Church had their food pickup out in the parking lot before our services. Service projects, okay? But not just through the church, in your own personal life. Who are you looking out for? Who are you serving in your neighborhood? Who are you serving in your family, amongst your relatives? Who are you calling to see if people are doing okay? That's the light of Jesus Christ shining in your life. The light that, is, that God puts on a pedestal for all to see. Don't hide that light. Don't be a selfish Christian. Let that light shine in this darkened world. And it's going to stand out as a very brilliant light. One final passage in Philippians. Philippians chapter 2 and beginning in verse 14. So let's get our minds off of ourself. Let's get over our bad attitudes that we have from time to time in spite of the trials we're going through. You know, sometimes it's hard to smile and be friendly and outgoing when you're in pain. I know. I've been through pain myself, as I know all of you have. He says this, do everything without complaining or arguing. That's another thing that, that we tend to do that kind of darkens the light of Christ by being a complaining person all the time. Do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. So how you act in any given situation should be representative as you represent Jesus Christ. You're holding out, as he says here, the word of life. You have found the only hope that human beings have in this world, a relationship with God. 
coming under the blood of Jesus Christ, being baptized after you repent, accepting Jesus Christ as Savior, that is the word of life. That is the only hope people have. And people in this darkened world, not all of them, but some of them are looking for answers. Some of them, some of them are looking for hope. And as they see you, and they see your service to others, as they see your love for other people, as they see your faith, your trust, and reliance on God the Father, they're going to be touched by that. God's going to give them direction based on your example where they can come into the same relationship with God that you have. And that's the only hope they have in this darkened world. So as he says here, this crooked and depraved generation, yeah, in which we still live, in which, in the midst of it, in spite of all the trials and troubles you're going through in your own personal life, you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. It's living the life that Jesus encourages us to live in relationship with him, living in faith, knowing that God has you by the hand, no matter what you're going to deal with, people are struck by that kind of an example. That you can feel confident, that you can have hope in spite of what you're going through. And I think that that's why sometimes God allows us to go through trials. So people can see how we react and how we live in the midst of our trials. And they can see, you know what, if we can do it, maybe they can do it. And they want to know why we can do it. And we can have a chance to maybe talk to them about our faith in our Savior and our trust and confidence in him. That's where we find our hope. So, like it or not, as Christians, you are a light to this world. On the good days and bad days that you have, you're still a light. Let's hope and let's ask God to help us to let that light shine brightly to this world that needs it so much because it represents God. It re represents God's life that we now have and we will have for all eternity.